Hey guys, I'm back and I have a review of a show that's on Lifetime. It's actually, I think, four or five part series, um, prequels to Flowers in the Attic. Now, Flowers in the Attic is uh, one of the books, I think it's the Dollinger family or the Fox, I'm sorry, the Foxworth family. And it's by V.C. Andrews. V.C. Andrews wrote um, If There Be Thorns, Flowers in the Attic and uh, it's a series of series of different family books. Okay, so in the Flowers of the Attic um, series, we're going back and starting with um, the grandmother. Okay, Olivia. Now, if you saw the movie, it um, and that's also on on Lifetime as well. You know, the movie is showcasing the mom and uh, her children who actually, she goes back to Foxworth Manor and all of that. Um, and, you know, the, the abuse that she inflicts and the things that she did to her kids, you know, for the sacrifice and for the, the, the wanting to be in a certain type of lifestyle and all of that, growing up with the rich and all that kind of good stuff. So her, her mother, Olivia, you know, was always... Uh, was cold and, and, and very unloving and uncaring. And we never really got a, a, a complete understanding of why the, the grandmother was so bitter and angry and cold and just, you know. But in this prequel, it's called The Marriage. We get a young Olivia, well, young as far as, she's probably in her 30s. Okay, she's not that, for the time, she's probably in her 30s. She's never been married. You know, she doesn't have any kids. She is a business owner partner with her father, okay? And um, she and her father, you know, she, you know, her father's trying to fix her up with different guys and, it's, you know, she's never been interested in them. Really, in terms of the time period, this is around 1910, 1912, something like that, Olivia is considered to be a spinster, okay, old maid, you know, because by the time you're 30 years old, early 30s and never been married, you know, that's unusual. She was a working mother, she, you know, not working mother, but a working woman. And um, her uncle, you can, when he's introduced, he seemed to have a very strong liking towards her in, in a manner that that was very unusual, if you know what I mean. You know, it's kind of, uh, you know, we, you know, this whole book series definitely is about incest and things of that nature. And um, we always wondered about the uncle and his interest with, you know, with with Olivia. So Olivia's father, um, he has a meeting with Malcolm Foxworth. He is a businessman. They're all into real estate, okay? They own a real estate company. They're all in real estate. And they, uh, when Malcolm comes and he meets Olivia, you know, uh, he admired the fact that Olivia is actually the businesswoman. She's not just like any other woman. She's a businesswoman. And she's never been married and all of that. So he takes an interest to her. And she immediately takes an interest to him. You know, she's flattered and he he appears as though he respects her her brain, you know, um, and he does the whole courting thing, you know. He's taken her out to dinner. He's taken her on boat rides and 
doing the romantic thing and she is going along with it because she really likes him. Now, one thing that came up during a dinner, you know, he said his mother died when he was five years old and, you know, um, you know, so, you know, it's just been him and his, you know, his dad and whatnot. And later on, she did some research into that, trying to find out, you know, she's a researcher as well, trying to find out about his family. Cause you know, this is the Foxworth family. And she's obviously, you know, knowing that she has some feelings for him. She's assuming he has feelings for her. So she wants to find out a little bit more because she had a conversation with her dad. And she said, you know, I know a lot about his business acumen, but I don't know a much about him. So in her research, she shared with the father that the, the mother actually had just recently passed away. So it wasn't a case of that she actually died at the age of when he was five. She just had recently passed away. And uh, she did bring it to Malcolm's attention. You know, she said, you know, one thing about, you know, being and, and dating and things of that nature, you know, I don't trust very easily. And I don't take to false stories and things of that liars is what she was saying. And she told him, she said, look, um, you told me that your mother died when you were five years old and come to find out that wasn't true. So he was like, oh, well, as far as I was concerned, she was dead at, at five. She left the family and all of that. But no, she just recently died. So she was like, oh, and then he turns around and he, after he, you know, smooths that over with her, he asked her to marry him and they ended up getting married. The uncle asked her, he was like, you know, um, is, are you sure this is what you want to do? And she, of course, yes, yes, yes. And, you know, he's not 100% happy with that, of course. Like I said, the uncle is interested, but, you know. And then the dad brings her a gift. It's a, is it a knife or is it a cross? I think it's a cross. And, or, and, and, and he says from, you know, her, her mother had died very young. Um, and, but, you know, she, he felt like this was the moment that she had been wanting for her daughter to, you know, have this gift from, um, his, her mother and all of that for the wedding day and things of that nature. So wedding day comes, it's a lovely wedding and they leave. And this is when the tide change. So while they're in the carriage ride heading to Foxworth Manor, Foxworth Manor is like in a, it's in a countryside area. Okay. And she lives more in the city area. As they're approaching, they, they first early, their conversation initially, he started changing his tune. He was like, well, you're going to be the lady of the manor. Uh, but he was talking to her in a manner that, you know, um, like she was an employee. You know, he didn't, his tone had changed. He was talking down to her. When they get to the house, the servants out, outside, they're lined up outside. And he goes around upstairs and so he, he don't hold her hand nothing. And she's looking around like, okay. And we notice that the head servant, she has this strange look on her face. I don't know her story yet, but I can tell you this, uh, enough of a story. She eventually lets us know that she grew up in the Foxworth Manor. Her mother was a, uh, worked there as a servant. So I know one of the Foxworth guys, the grandfather, somebody is her daddy. Okay. Um, I'm like, okay, we already put that piece together. So anyway, it's supposed to be the wedding night. So she is, so <laughs> Olivia is escorted to her bedroom. She's not sharing the bedroom with her husband. She goes to a bedroom and she's preparing for her wedding night. So she puts, you know, puts on a, her lovely nightgown and, you know, this is going to be her first time. And she gets in the bed and she's waiting for Malcolm to come into the bedroom and he never shows up. Next morning, she goes downstairs to breakfast. 
and uh, he's not there. He's not there. And and she was like, well, where's you know, where's my husband? And he's oh, the the head housekeeper. She said, oh oh, he's he's gone. He 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 left for the office already. And she was like, okay. So that she's already feeling kind of like this is weird. So then the house, like I said, the she's not the governess, but she's like, I'm gonna call the head housekeeper. She you know introduces her to. I guess the second in line housekeeper. They meet, and what's her name? Lila. I think her name is Lila, and they end up developing a really cool friendship. Now the head housekeeper, not so much. She's like, well, let me go and show you something because Malcolm, I mean, Mr. Foxworth wanted you to see this. So she goes into what looks like a study, and all these books all around, or private library, whatever. And she's thinking like, oh, this is great. He knows that I'm an avid reader, blah, blah, blah. She was like, oh, yeah, that's great. No, this is what he wanted to show you. So she goes behind like the secret passageway behind all these books. And it's this old little dusty room. And he and she said, you know, this is where you'll be working back here. And you can get to start working right now. She looked at her like, girl, what? Like he's got her hidden off in a back room of a back room. So she was like, well, I, I'd like to get a tour of the house. And she was like, oh, Mr. Foxworth doesn't like people roaming around the place. She said, well, I'm not just ordinary people. I am the lady of the house. Then she goes, well, you know what? I'm really needing the kitchen. So the head housekeeper goes and leaves her, right? So then she, she walks out and she sees Lily, Lila. I think it's Lily, Lily. And uh, she talks to Lily. Now, by the way, Lily is a black woman, okay? And I mentioned that because we're going to find out something else about Lily a little bit later on. So she's there, and she was like, look, I'm, I, I, I just would like to get a little tour of the house. And they're walking around. It's trapped. There's no color. It is just depressing. And they get upstairs, and then there was this other room, like upstairs. And Lily was like, well, you're not really allowed in that room. You know, going to the attic area, that is a no-no. And, you know, she's like, well, I just want to see what's all about. She's like, okay, look, girl, I told you don't go up in there. She goes up in there and looks around, and there's a bunch of rats up in there. There's a woman's clothes. And she saw Malcolm's mother's portrait. There was a recent portrait of her in there because it wasn't dusty. Everything else in there was really dusty. This is on the east wing. So she ran out. All these rats were just, like, all over the place. So she ran downstairs, and she said... Her vow was to never go back in that room again. And she held on to that vow for 30 years. And we know what happened 30 years later. That, that's where we talk about the book, Flowers of the Attic. So while she runs down the hallway, she ends up opening the door to another room. And she wasn't sure whose room it was. And you can tell it was a woman's room. You can clearly see that. And then we turn around and Malcolm catches her and he lets her know that, you know, that's the room that she's not supposed to go into, blah, blah, blah. He's not too thrilled about it, but he does explain, you know, how we never touched that room and everything just been left in its place. He said, but if you want to see if he, I got the impression that he was trying to, like he was getting turned on or something. I don't know. He was like, well, let's, you know, if you want to see the room, I can give you a proper tour. He brings in there and talks about how beautiful his mom was and sits her down in front of the vanity table. And he said, you know, I used to watch my mother put on makeup here until it was just perfect and all of that good stuff. And he was like, do you wear makeup? And she was like, oh, yeah, I do wear makeup. No, he said, it's a good thing you don't wear makeup. And she said, oh, no, no, I do wear makeup. But, you know, my father said it's or my mother said, you know, it's best, you know, not to really make it so obvious that you are wearing makeup and all of that. So he made her take the makeup off. And in the process, I guess she thought that she's supposed to kiss him. So she went to kiss him. He was insulted. 
and he told her to get out and go back to her room. So she's utterly confused as to this entire relationship. Like, what is going on? I am his wife and he refuses to touch me. Well, eventually that changes, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he starts, he does eventually grabs her out of her room and drags her into his mom's room and he assaults her. He sexually assaults her repeatedly. Many, many, many different times he has assaulted this, his wife. And I, I don't know where this is coming from. He, and, and it's always in his mother's bedroom. It's the weirdest thing. And she has like this swan headboard thing going. It's weird. I don't understand it. He got, he's very, very uptight. And uh, so she eventually lets him know that she's pregnant. And he was, he was kind of thrilled about that whole thing and this and that. So when she does have the baby, the first child, it's a boy. And he's not happy about that. He he wanted a girl so bad. When she announced him that she that she was pregnant, uh, he was you know he was like, oh, I'm sure it's a girl. So her name's going to be Carla or something like that. And he she was like, well, how do you know it's not going to be a boy? Oh no no no, it's just got to be a girl. And when she had the boy, and the doctor went out there and told her told him that it's a boy, he was very disappointed. He wasn't interested. He didn't care. Um, she gets pregnant the second time. And again, he's not interested. He didn't care. Now, I guess after the second pregnancy, she ran into some complications. So the doctor had a meeting with them and he lets them know that Olivia will not be able to have any more children. And of course, you know, he blames, Malcolm is blaming Olivia. He's like, oh, you can't do anything right. Um, you know, I expected to have a little girl and you could even do that right. You know, he's very belittling. He's insulting. He is this mean, mean person. So Olivia, you know, her focus now is, okay, I'm in a situation. Let me make the best of it because I have to focus on my kids. Now, prior to her getting pregnant, okay, before she actually got pregnant, she, um, Malcolm had commissioned her to, if she wants to have this wedding party or this, you know, reception, so to speak, that she, her charge is to do what she needs to do to make this happen. And he wanted to see how well she do this project. So in the process of working on this project, she wants to change the room color. She wants to have flowers and all this and that and the third. And the head maid is like, look, Mr. Mr. Foxworth is not going to like any of that stuff. You know, you're going above and beyond. We like to keep things more restrained here, this and then the third. And Olivia's like, look, I'm the head. I'm Mrs. Foxworth, and this is the way I want to do it. And since you have a problem with it, you don't have to work on it. You can go head on. So she puts it out, and she enlists Lila or Lily, whatever her name is, to work on it with her. And this causes a problem, and you see the restraint. She runs outside on the balcony, and she's so angry or in the front of the house, I should say. Um, a, the postmaster comes by and he has a telegram for Mrs. Foxworth. And she's like, oh, I'll take that. Cause she, you know, her job is to take all the mail. She reads, the, she reads the telegram and then she tears it up and she puts it in the pocket. Now, immediately you already know, I said, I'm sure the father has passed away and she's not, she refuses to give that information to Olivia. Day of the whole reception, House looks beautiful, flowers everywhere, color. She comes down in a red dress. 
and Malcolm smiles and he, you know, they, they do the first dance and then he goes in on her. He was like, how dare you? you? You're looking like a common hooker. You got all these flowers in here, these orchids, which I can't stand or hydrangeas. I think it was hydrangeas. I can't stand this. You, you suck. You're terrible. Blah, 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 blah. And she was like, I was just waiting for the party to be over. Three hours later, it was. So and that was the night that he actually, after he just cut her down and all of that, that was the night that he attacked her. And, you know, it is what it is. So, like I said, we get a visit from her uncle. You know, he comes up and she goes out because she's actually, you know, she's been treated so poorly. She's trying to run away. Right. And um, she packed her bags. And uh, this is before she found she was pregnant. She packed her bags. She's telling Lily, oh, we got we got to go. I'm going back to my dad's, you know, my father's house because this is a mess here. I don't like it. It's horrible. I'm being treated like a prisoner and he did it up. And Lily was like, okay, fine. I'll drive you back. So she packed her bags, got out there in the front and we see another car come around and Olivia thought it was Malcolm coming back. But, and Lily said, no, it ain't Malcolm. It turns out it was her uncle. And he shows up there. She's like, what are you doing here? I'm so, I am glad to see you, but what you're doing here? And he, and he was like, look, I've been sending you telegrams and I haven't gotten any response. So I said, I'd have to come up here and see what's going on. And this is when he delivered the news about her father passing away. So then, you know, Olivia tells Lily, you know, from now on, you know, I will, you know, c collect my mail directly from the post office. The whatever her name is, the head housekeeper, don't have to worry about that. So anyway, so we got that part taken care of. Lily is now in the now she's has to embrace being at this house because another thing we find out about her dad is because she thought. Well, I need to go back and take care of the affairs of the house and all that. And my uncle was like, well, there is no house. You know, we found out that your father owed some debts and the debtors came to me. And so he lost the house and lost the business. There's nothing left for you. So she's stuck. She's pregnant. Well, at this point, she was just she was pregnant and she had nowhere to go. So she's stuck there. So she ended up having the two kids and she is adjusting to the life that you know, she just gonna have to make the most of it. So then we get uh, Malcolm's father. He finds out that his father is coming back and his father is uh, married and they're going to be coming to stay at the Foxworth Manor. So when they pull up outside, it was a surprise to, you know, they, you know, the father, he comes out, he didn't know anything about Malcolm being married. Malcolm didn't know anything about uh, the stepmother, one, being so young, and two, she was pregnant as well. No, she, Yeah, she's pregnant. So the father, uh, Foxworth Sr., he's very outgoing. He's, uh, uh, him and his wife, um, I forget her name, is Alicia, I think. Him and his wife, they're so um, in love, and they're showing affection, and they have dinner that night. A lot of shade being thrown around, okay? A lot of shade, you know, because they talk about how they went on a um, honeymoon for a couple of years, and um, Olivia was like, oh, so nice that someone follows through on their promises of travel and this and that, you know, whatever. So we also started noticing, and Olivia noticed that Malcolm was quite taken with Alicia, Okay, kept looking and this and that. And uh, Lily had finally had, um, oh, they went to have dinner. Uh, after dinner, they went out on the lanai and all of this. Malcolm saying, talking snot, making snap remarks to uh, Olivia. 
And then um, they decide they're going to stay in the same bedroom. Like, that was unheard of. Like, the husband, like, Foxworth Sr. and Alicia was going to share the same bedroom. They were just looking like, oh, my God. But they're in love. They truly are in love. Malcolm and Olivia are not in love. So anyway, we move forward. And uh, <laughs> Alicia has her baby. It's a boy as well. Then we see um, it becomes apparent to Lily and probably everybody else. Lily tells, um, she tells uh, Olivia that you need to watch out. You know, I know that's your friend and all that good stuff, but be careful, watch out, blah, blah, blah. She needs to be careful. True enough, Malcolm ends up, he followed her to, she went to go take a, a swim in the lake. And we find out later on that Malcolm has been visiting um, you know, has, you know, he, he went to attack her. He, he went to go get with her and he attacked her in her bed. Well, in the bedroom and the father came in and he, and he fought his dad and the dad ended up having a heart attack. Okay. So, and we see the marks on Malcolm's arm. So Olivia, when she finds this out, you know, she already knows something is up. She figured that Malcolm was the cause of it and all this and that. When the uh, doctor comes back and she was like, well, we, you know, he said, we're going to do an autopsy and everything. And, you know, Olivia's like, no, 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 let's not do an autopsy. You know, the wife has gone through a lot. Let's just let it be. It is what it is. Eventually. So this girl, Alicia's upstairs and she doesn't want to come down for a few months. Alicia finally talks to Olivia and lets her know that, you know, you don't realize that uh, Malcolm has been coming to my room repeatedly and now I'm pregnant. So at this point, um, Olivia's got, a, she's, we see the switch from being, she, she turns to this crude, now we see the where Olivia becomes this crude individual and she really steps up. Now, so first things first, she, go get, she, she goes and she gets Lily back because Lily got fired because the head housekeeper didn't like the fact that she was friends with Olivia and telling Olivia a lot of information that she needed to know. So she goes back to her house and when and when she goes to Lily's house to ask Lily to return, we find out that Lily has a daughter. And I don't know, one of the Foxworth men is the dad. Okay. I think it was the one that actually just passed away. So I'm like, oh, okay, then. So that's another family secret. And you know, we see Olivia comes back. She kills this lamb because she really wants to kill, slice uh, Malcolm's throat. But she goes and she kills this lamb. You can set her whole mindset is totally different. Um, everybody's looking at her strangely. They have dinner that night. Malcolm's like, oh, this is really good. She's like, oh, I'm so glad you can appreciate it. Then he goes, he said, well, I'm going to go work in the study. When he goes in the study, he yells Olivia's name. She comes in there. She had moved her office spaces in his study. And he was like, what the hell's going on here? And this and then the third, they get into a discussion and this is when the tables turn. And she lets him know, first she asks him, why did you marry me? And uh, it definitely wasn't about love. You know, he was great, you know, thought that she was gonna bear a girl and also be a great businesswoman. And all she is is a great businesswoman. So he, he ain't got no use for her. And then she turns around, she said, well, look, this is how we gonna do things. She, he, she mentions how Alicia's pregnant. And uh, I know that you killed her, your father. And I could go ahead and reveal all this information to the to everybody, 
this, that, and the third, but I'm not going to do that for right now, but just let me, I'm just letting you know what I have over you. Now, what we're going to do here, and this is her plan. She was like, we're going to pretend as though I'm pregnant. We're going to keep Alicia in the east wing of this manor. The, the servants are going to think that she's gone because we're going to make it look like she packed up and left, but she's really in the East Wing and no one's going to be over there. So this whole birth thing is going to be a top secret. And we're going to raise that child, um, you know, as our own. And after she has the baby, we're going to send her away with her son. And so, and, and they're going to have their own, uh, you know, resources and stipends and all that good stuff, the trust, whatever. So they'll be taken care of. So she's going to have the freedom that she deserves. Now, you're also going to set up $2 million trust funds for both of our sons, because he don't want nothing to do with them. You know, and he was like, no, I ain't going to do all that. Oh, yes, you are. You're doing it. So she pretty much got him in a corner. He has no power anymore. And she has, the, the tides have turned. Her heart is now cold. So this is where we see Olivia, who was the grandmother from Flowers in the Attic. This is where we see the tides turn and how she goes from being a very outgoing, positive person to being cold and heartless. This is the beginning of it. So that's all I got. That was part one. Part two, I think is the part one was called the marriage. Part two is called the mother. So I'll get back to you on that one, but I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.